Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and with me, as always, is a f- stupid fucking dog making barking noises in the background, but also reformed paste eater Sam Grezes. I actually never uh, ate paste. I was one of the um, I was one of the paper eaters. Uh, in um, you were a paper eater. Yeah, I, I, I could was, never do that. I. Like, I don't know why or how, because it certainly wasn't for the taste or texture, um, but the two things that I I ate as a kid were paper, little scraps of paper that I would tear off, like, my kindergarten, first grade notebooks, and um, Play-Doh. Play-Doh was the other big one. I would, like, sneak off little bits of Play-Doh and that, that's- eat Play-Doh. That's pretty gross. Yeah. See, I, I, I think I tasted Play-Doh once, and I was like, this is vile, and I never touched it again. And paper, I was too afraid of getting a paper cut, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. in me. I was... That, that, that was terrifying. When I was younger, I was a, a salt fiend. I, like, literally would just, like, eat a, like, a teaspoonful of salt and be like, this is a good taste that i like to to have so that's why because play-doh is like is salt putty i still remember like how it tastes because it tastes like salt putty and yeah so do i because it was vile yeah well i remember it being like i i i I, I, I think back and i'm like no that was disgusting and terrible but it is such a clear Tweet at us if you remember what Play-Doh tastes like, even though you haven't... <laughs> what, like, I'm I'm 29 years old. It has probably been, yeah, 25 years. Maybe, maybe less, maybe a little bit less than 25 years since I have eaten Play-Doh. And yet I still remember very specifically how it tastes. I still remember the smell and the taste, even though I probably haven't seen or been in the same vicinity as Plato for probably over 10 years mm-hmm. minimum. It's a very strong sense of memory. <sighs> yeah. I did sniff some glue when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we had those... Did you have those, like, glue stick things? Oh, Which were, like, yeah. those tubes yeah. with, like, yeah. the weird soft tip that, like, like weird clear goo came out the top. And, and, and they never worked. It, they they never glue. really worked right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, like... I, I remember sniffing those a lot. <laughs> I was always, I was always the, um, the magic marker kid. Whether, whether or not they were scented, um, I always loved marker fumes. Marker fumes are good. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. Like, doing dry erase markers. Yeah, oh yeah, I, it was I always sat, dry erase like, markers, right, for sure. Dry erase markers were, were the thing that I probably got the most high off of. Not even by my own attempting to get high mm-hmm. it's just in one class i had a math teacher where i sat right next to where they put like that overhead like that that old overhead thing where they they pull down the white sheet and then they'd have like it'd be like a lighted surface and it had like a magnifying glass that projected it onto the wall remember those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the the overhead thing yeah an overhead they projector, would yeah the, he would always pull out like the little dry erase markers and write like math equations and stuff right there and i sat right next to it so i was just smelling it the entire class nice 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 i spent maybe that explains why i'm not good at math mm. 
Because I spent most of math high. Focusing on... Well, no, that's what you got to do, though, is is it's a sense memory, right? So if you ever have to be good at math again, all you got to do is get a whole bunch of dry erase markers and uncap them, and that will tell your brain that, oh, it's, it's, it's time I mean, to be good I mean, I wasn't at good at math because I kept smelling them, and it was very distracting. Mm. So I could never focus because I'm sitting there like... Uh, I, I I couldn't get the smell out of my head. Ah, okay. So, if anything, like I'll I'll be like, all right, I got all right. I need to give you this much change back, and then I smell a dry erase marker, and I just drop everything and fall to the floor and go. Duh! That's that's me when I smell dry erase and I have to do math. The- that's math to me. Algebra is just sharpie marker, dry erase markers in my nostrils. These are all. Such, I'm not a smart man. Such strong sense memories for me is very much bringing back parts of my childhood that I didn't really want to forget, but don't really care to remember either. It's like the the very mundane things that happened when I was either eating Play-Doh or smelling dry erase markers. You know. Yeah. Oh. Oh man! Lots of things you smelled when you were a kid. I usually smelled like grass. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. cut grass. Yeah, and because I was bushes. just cut grass. Or I would just run around and I would fall down in the grass. And I would scrape my knee. Mm-hmm. I just always smelled kind of like grass and dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hot like asphalt, like the smell of hot, like the stuff they would use to, oh, God. to do yeah. to do like a blacktop in your um, like after like outside the school. I always remember mm-hmm. that. And then and then like when I started like biking to work and stuff and in Chicago where they're doing road construction all the time and yet all of the roads are always horrific like that that was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this from when they were, you know, upgrading the blacktop out, out at school." Um what what the hell? What Do you, else? Did you ever were did you ever have to deal with like I don't know, did like when we were a kid, we had to get our driveway like retarded mm-hmm. a couple times. Did you ever I, have to deal with I that? I think we did once. Yeah, we did. We did once, or at least once that I can remember. Um, only that, and I only that remember smell it. is I only remember seared it. into my brain. Mm-hmm. I only remember. and it's because my dad wanted to save some money, so we decided to do it ourselves, mm-hmm. and I was nine years old and me and my dad did like retard covered our entire driveway and my driveway was pretty long like it was probably 20 cars long it was like down a hill through some trees to the house Mm -hmm. and so we spent all saturday doing this and we were just wiped to hell like like we we went to bed we're like we smelled terrible i was smelling that tar all day we had to take breaks because it was overwhelming we get done and that night at like five o'clock in the morning, my dad walks into the bedroom. And he's like, "We gotta go. Mom's having the baby." Oh my god! You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> so we we were both incredibly wiped out. And that morning is when my sister decided to be born. So we were we were wrecked that whole day. I I was pretty much at my grandmother's house that day, just sleeping the entire time and i felt bad for my dad because he had to go to the hospital and deal with all that stuff and he probably felt even worse than i did because i had kid energy 
That's fair. Yeah, you had all that adrenaline that's like all there all the fucking time. I miss it. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. Kid Energy? Kid Energy was oh, great. Man. It's jumping around all day. And then like, and I, it, it wasn't even like, you didn't have to be being active. I remember like having Kid Energy while playing video games. Like standing up and playing video games very intensely and like well maybe not intensely but but actively like standing up and like yeah. kind of like moving around running around not just like lazing on the couch but you know actually being oh yeah man kid energy was the best they should do that they should like replace those like those like low t commercials and like those cr- like cringy ads for like for for men who you know want to solve their problems with a pill um for for a pill that would actually solve everybody's problems in giving them kid energy again so i that's my billion dollar idea we should we need to harvest kid energy Ooh, well gonna stop that sentence before i finish it yeah yeah, yeah, let's 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 edit there and start talking about some actual yeah, football. Because we have news this week and stuff. Fun things happened kind of. Yeah. Lots of stuff happened. Lots and lots of stuff. Where do you want to start? Let's Um let's start with uh probably the most recent big news mm-hmm. as of when we were recording this, and that's Teddy Bridgewater is now the Saint Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yep. He, the the uh, Saints traded, I think a third. Yeah, for him. I. So he's no longer, he's no longer stuck on the Jets, where he's obviously not going to see many games because Darnold and McCown are there, mm-hmm. and he he was clearly like the third option, mm-hmm. and I think the Jets are pretty clearly going to start Darnold. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but they they confirmed he... that today that Darnold is going to be the Week One starter. He's going to be the youngest uh, since the merger, actually. The youngest uh, NFL wow. starter. How old is he? He's 21. Uh, let me check. Yeah. Uh, 21 years and 97 days old. I'm surprised they've never had a 20-year-old start. I mean, it's because of, the, uh, it's in, in of the, the college rules, right? It's like you can't, you know, you can't do that. Yeah, I guess so. But whatever, Teddy Bridgewater is now probably in a better situation than he was on the Jets. Mm-hmm. This is this is honestly a pretty good move by the Saints. They, they oh like yeah, no, I feel like they fleeced the Jets. Not that not that the Jets oh, yeah. had much of a choice because it didn't look like it didn't seem like anyone else really wanted Teddy Bridgewater. They 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 did the fantasy football thing, right? The Jets did the fantasy football thing where they stashed three mediocre to slightly better than mediocre quarterbacks on their they stashed an asset they didn't need yeah and then see who was willing to give them something for it and they got a third rounder i believe yeah so that's yeah that's pretty good for the jets i they they weren't gonna play him no teddy wasn't gonna do anything on the jets so you might get a third rounder for him that's that's i guess good business right there i guess it's it's just at the same time the saints are gonna get a lot more out of this deal uh, in the long run and the short run, I think, than the Jets will. Just because, you know, you have Drew Brees, who's at the end of his career, um, and one, they got a sixth rounder, too. Not that that's worth much, but, you know, it's there. 
And you can stash Teddy Bridgewater in the backup role. And, you know, if he has to take a couple snaps, that's fine. He's, you know, he's started games before. He knows what he's doing. He's young enough that um, Breeze probably has two years max before he, yeah. he retires. Yeah. Like, I don't see Breeze lasting much longer. He's 39 years old as it is. Mm-hmm. He's already had some issues. Like, he didn't. He didn't have to go real hard last year because the Saints found a running game. Right. But, like, this is a very good situation for Teddy Britt. Honestly, this feels like a fairly decent win all around. Yeah, because yeah. That's true. The Jets, it, like, it feels like a fleece for the Jets, but honestly, the Jets just weren't going to use him. They, the Jets were just going to have him on the well, bench. Well, that's what I'm taking saying. Up I think space it was, that they didn't need. I think it was a fleece the other way around. I think the Saints kind of put the Jets in this position where, like, the Jets weren't going to be able to to dump Teddy Bridgewater anywhere else because no one really needed a backup QB. A lot of teams are having this problem where they have so many quarterbacks on their team and they don't, you know, they don't know who to cut when it comes to roster cuts. Uh, especially if, you know, they're actually pretty good. Um, a guy like Teddy Bridgewater doesn't really have as much value as a, as a backup. Um, so, like, and also everyone knew that the Jets were trying to get rid of him, so no one's going to offer you all that much. Again, this is my very, very uh, acute well, analysis. Well, still pretty decent oh, no, for a backup quarterback absolutely. who hasn't really played. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very true. I just think that I I mean, Teddy Teddy's seen some preseason action against third stringers. He hasn't really started an NFL game, so he's still in some ways an unknown commodity. Well, he's so, I mean, honestly, he started I've, he started the for Saints the Vikings got back in the potentially day. Potentially yeah. something great. Yeah, it's I think this is a good trade for everybody involved. I it's it's a best it's the best trade you said it before. It's the best trade for Teddy Bridgewater though because this is like Yeah. Can you imagine being him and and being like, "Okay, I get to sit on the bench." Like, know where I'm at. I get to learn behind Drew Brees. I get to learn behind Drew Brees. I get to be on a good team that's going to compete this year. And, you know, after all of the, like, false starts and horrific injuries uh, in Teddy Bridgewater's career, like... I don't know, man. How can you not kind of kind of hope that this is this is where the where the comeback story starts, right? I don't know. Every I feel like everybody's kind of rooting for Teddy yeah. because what happened to him was so like, oh wow, that's shocking. Everybody everybody's kind of rooting for Teddy to come back, yeah, yep. and be good. Yep, I I agree. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that that yeah, both both the Saints and the Jets won, but Teddy Bridgewater definitely came out of this trade. Um, with with the best uh, outcome. Also, finding a place to live in New Orleans is probably cheaper than New York. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's that's probably. I true. mean, yeah, I mean, let's, let's see. We got um, you. You can pay like a bazillion dollars for a studio in Manhattan. Yeah, or you can pay. 10 bucks for a decent house in slightly outside New Orleans, that's, Louisiana. That's fair. I was, I was thinking, like, you, you, you could probably get a, a house in a decent area like New Jersey and just take the, uh, take the, um, uh, the connector bus. Uh, over but you don't want to do that yeah you don't want to do that you want to own property and yeah. i mean then you're living in like suburban new jersey yeah and who wants to do that i mean 
I don't know. Maybe Teddy's a, a kind of a chill, quiet dude who who'd be okay just you know hanging out in the burbs and going to Applebee's with <laughs> his family and being like, eh, I think I'll get you know like the Fiesta burger tonight oh, because feeling... they've got like some fancy onions on it and that sounds delightful. Ooh, the Applebee's. Ooh, the food came out slightly cold. That's better than last time <laughs> that we were here. Ain't that right, kids? Lava cakes for everyone to celebrate. Oh, don't go to Applebee's. Don't go to Applebee's. Don't go to Applebee's. That's the moral of this lesson. Like, everybody won the trade, but don't go to Applebee's. Mm -hmm. Those things don't seem related, but they are. Because Applebee's exists, and as long as things exist, they shouldn't go there. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. I mean, today, another big news. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just got a big extension. Yep, yep. And that's... He's he's gonna be gay, basically getting like over a hundred million guaranteed over the next few years. It's he's getting big time the money, the lots and lots of money. The chips are like starting to fall. We had that big uh, I forget what his name was with the but the Patriots just made uh, one of their guards like the highest paid guard ever. Um, uh, uh, Odell Beckham just. You know they're they're finalizing that contract, but but the numbers are out. He like he's about to. I sign hear up. I hear Aaron Donald's getting really close to a deal. Yeah, Aaron Donald is point. gonna be is gonna be is gonna become like the highest paid defensive player. Uh, like the, all of. I, I, yeah. We're getting to the point where it's like oh like everyone's getting paid. And hey, I I wanna I wanna just real quick sidebar. Um. I want to shout out both Aaron Donald and Odell Beckham Jr. for mounting what I think were two of the most successful holdouts that I can ever remember. Um, two very different ones, but but two very. Odell successful didn't ones. hold out. Like, like I like I I want to I was gonna get to Odell after Rogers, uh -huh. but since we're on Odell right now, let's just get to him now. Like. All the stupid hullabaloo that happened this freaking off season. Do you remember all that? Yeah. How how the well how how the Giants dude. were saying like no one on the team is untouchable. Odell Beckham Jr.'s on yeah, the team. Yeah. How for now. one guy, how one stupid asshole, Pat Leonard from okay. like the New York Daily News, yeah. oh, was yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm hearing Odell might get traded and everything, and they're because. Mara was like, well, nobody's untradeable when you have that season, which everybody interpreted as, oh, that means Beckham's getting traded uh -huh. instead of, oh, no, nobody, everybody has a price right, and right. we're not looking to trade him. Yeah. So remember, like, Schefter was like, for a week, he was all on board the, the trading way and people are talking about how Odell's going to hold out and everything. Mm -hmm. Odell never held out. No. Out of all nope. the, the stars or anything like that, Odell didn't held out. He went to practice. He did everything he was supposed to do. He he did not cause a fuss or anything. He showed up this to OTAs. To be like big shitty diva and all this stuff. And nope, nope. It's it's just one of the examples of how he is not what he is portrayed in the media most of the time. Yeah. He, he is like a perfect teammate and everyone seems to love him. And as soon as he got paid, there were like videos made by like other receivers in the Giants locker room where they're all dancing to money 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 and it's great. 
Yeah, I, I guess I, that was a misnomer for me saying it was a holdout. I, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm very happy that there are two very different ways of getting a lot of money where Aaron, like Odell Beckham Jr. was very clear from the start that like he wants to be the highest paid receiver in football paid like a running back would be paid. And, you know, he he did the work. He came in. Well, I don't think running like, backs don't get paid anymore. Well, right, right. But, you know. He wants to be paid like a receiver at this point. Like, he wants to be paid like a Julio Jones and Antonio Brown, which he absolutely did deserve. Oh, sure, sure. Well, isn't he going to be... Didn't this deal... Maybe I'm mistaken, but didn't this deal, like, make him the highest paid receiver, like, ever, 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 ever? Yes. Okay. And he's currently, I think, the 16th biggest contract in the NFL. Okay. With this contract, he's the 16th biggest contract. And I assume just everyone in front of him is right. just quarterbacks. Right, right. And th- so that's, yeah, that's my... Um, or that- quarterbacks or maybe, like, one big defensive player. Like, maybe a J.J. Watt or something sure. is in there. But, yeah. Like, and Beckham deserve it. And I, and I also like this because David Gettleman in Carolina kind of got known for being cheap because he let like Steve Smith go mm-hmm. and he let um what's his face Josh Norman go uh-huh. and everyone's like oh he just doesn't want to pay these stars and then he goes out and gives Beckham exactly the money he wants yeah, basically yeah the actual and negotiations like, oh so maybe maybe he got rid of those two players for other reasons and mm-hmm. both of those players have also been known to have some attitude so right. maybe there's more to it right Right. Maybe Odell Beckham is a great and wonderful teammate, and he's just very animated on the field, mm-hmm. and you're all just a bunch of dummies who don't respect our man. Respect I'm, I'm, I'm biased here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, because I guess that's the thing, is it never, with, with OBJ, it wasn't, it wasn't ever a holdout. It was just like, hey, I mean, the, these, are, these are my terms, and I, you know... I'm laying these out. I think I've earned the right to be paid extremely well. Right, and and if like we we we'd be having a different conversation if the Giants came back and were like no, but you know he he kind of went there and was like yeah okay well here's 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 what we're gonna do and and they I'm just glad we didn't Redskins this up. Yep, yep, of course, of course. Just looking looking at that uh, Kirk Cousins situation, being like, man, mm-hmm. everything could have been so much worse. So the Giants, they paid they paid the receiver of the future, who is pretty much integral to the future of this team, especially with Eli going probably out of the league fairly soon. Um, he's going to get a lot of his money after Eli's money's kind of off the books. Uh-huh. Uh, the next person they probably have to pay is Landon Collins, but they've got probably another year before they have to pay him. You still, hey, you're going to have Saquon Barkley on his rookie contract for a while, so you know that's nice for y'all. And yeah, and we're probably going to do the exact same thing every team does now: is just ride rookie running backs into the ground. Yeah. So you don't really <laughs> get big paid a second time for sure that's just how the nfl works now yeah. it's just like you're a running back or you're a rookie contract um we're gonna give you 40 carries a game uh-huh. and you're gonna die so that we don't have to pay you when you're done yep 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 um i want to talk though a little bit about aaron donald's sitch because it's just the complete opposite where aaron donald's like yeah i i'm i am or at least i was the best defensive player in the league last year i might be this year depending on how J.J. Watt looks. And 
I'm, I think Aaron Donald is probably the best defensive player in the NFL. I, he, yeah. I think he's been that way for two years. I, like, I agree with that. He's just super, super scary. <laughs> I, and I don't know. I, there's something I appreciate about the complete opposite side of that coin where he's like, I'm you, you pay me or I don't play at all. And yeah, I'll like, I will lose. Uh, what is it? It was like something like 50 to a hundred thousand dollars per game. If he chose to sit, um, mm-hmm. and, and then j- just to have the gall to do that. And, and people talk about like betting on yourself with one year contracts and like, that's fine. Right. But like, that is a ballsy move. And I guess you can't, I mean, you can only do it if you're the top defender in the league, you know, two years running, but but I, I just, I don't know. Like, if you, if you if you do one of those betting on yourself and you get hurt, you are you basically just lost everything. Yeah, That's for sure. That's the biggest risk. Yep, yep. And eh, I'm, I'm pretty, I hope Aaron Donald gets paid the big bucks. I definitely want him to get paid the big bucks. He deserves it. I want the Rams 100%. to be better. I can't stand the year. people who look at contract holdouts like that and they're just like, well, you like, I couldn't go into my job and be like, well, I'm just not going to work until you pay me better. You should. Because but, well, it's but, but people not, do that. That's not how, like, NFL contracts and NFL employment doesn't work that way. It's not, you're not in the same employment position. When, like, if you don't, if you want to be paid more for your job, you can just look for another job. With, like or you... if you're if I'm a graphic designer and I'm just like I don't feel like this place is paying me as much as I want I can shop myself around and try and get a new just find a new job whereas NFL players they're stuck on these contracts mm-hmm. and th- where they're basically just like fodder they're, they're they're like the subjects of the team where they they don't really have much say they don't have the ability to just be like well I'm gonna go play for this team now. Mm-hmm. Not unless they're free agents or anything like that. So it's I hate people who compare it like that because it's just not a fair comparison. So if you've ever done that on a holdout, um, no, yeah, you're 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 bad. At the, it, you're at the, you're stupid. At the and same bad. time, it's like, have you ever gone to your boss and asked for a raise? Like that's like this is that's what this is, except like in a much less a uh, favorable situation for the person who's asking for a raise. It's, it's, yeah, I, I never got that, especially when you have owners and, and teams that are the most profitable, like things or some of the most pop, pop profitable things in the United States of America, where people are like, Oh, don't why are you why are you looking for more money it should be enough and then and then in the at the same time like turn around and like support the hashtag team and the hashtag owner or whatever not knowing that like they are being paid people okay so this is the real thing that that gets me about this right people always talk about athletes uh who want to get more money, the argument is always, wow, like if I had even $1 million or $500,000, I would be set for life. I, you know, I don't know what I would do with all that money. It'd be crazy. 
like so what what so why are you trying to get like 30 million dollars guaranteed instead of 25 that's a selfish act why are you doing that there that like is completely missing the point because you have the owner there who is making billions of dollars and isn't doing any work uh, uh, for it at all um not not to mention yeah. most most of the people in like ownership groups and advisory roles and this that and the other thing it's like yeah and those people are you kidding me those people are using their money for much worse things than you know say some like odell beckham jr would or like anyone else would you know not that not that this is like all they do with their money but you know it's also in terms of like value to them their organization exactly i like you i i would definitely appreciate just a plain old million bucks like that'd be that'd be pretty swell but like for my employer i don't i'm not worth a million dollars worth of revenue i'm like i just don't like a football player who's good and a star is worth that much in revenue to a team more probably so like probably more like with the amount of jerseys that they sell with the amount mm -hmm, of merchandise mm -hmm. they could push with the amount of butts they can put in seats simply by how they play like it's it's all kind of relative to their job position and so anyone who sort of compares the way that like a professional sports job to a regular job it's just it's not a fair comparison it's just a different world how that operates compared to average dude i want to start a competing football league to the nfl because those always work where every single team is owned by the players can you imagine how cool that would be like that would be interesting uh i don't know if enough players would have the financial sense to have that not explode or maybe just one maybe just one in the normal nfl like instead of instead of a i don't know like an owner kicks the bucket or something and then an ownership group started like they were talking about doing that with the panthers right steph curry uh was gonna do that with it wasn't LeBron. Who else was it? There was some other um, basketball star who was like, "Oh no!" It was um, it it was it was Cam uh, Newton. I think was like, "I would I would pay into this ownership group thing that Steph Curry started to like buy the uh, the Carolina Panthers." And like, I would I would just love if there was a player run ownership group that like pooled together their money and made a bid for the team that they played on. Can, can you imagine how many players would want to play on that team? They would immediately get It'd the be best talent in football. I, I, it would That'd be a very, very interesting situation. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's, that's my, that's my commie rant over. Join, join <laughs> Let's your bring local it back union. to Rogers. Yes. Aaron Rodgers for a second and his mega deal. I'm not like mega deal, whatever. I, I have an interesting question that I, I've been wondering today. Does his family see any of that money? Like which family? <laughs> any family. Does Aaron Rodgers have anyone? 
We knew he had Olivia Munn for a bit. Now she's killing it, man. She's <laughs> she's like new new well new life, new me all out out here, and she's she's doing great. I my my thinking is that Aaron Rodgers just sends a bunch of blank checks to the last known addresses of like people who he feels guilty about not caring about, you know? Mm. And it's just like, okay, it's, it's off my conscience now. They can put whatever number they want and whatever. I just wonder if his family, and one of the reasons why he like avoids his family is because he's was just like watching them and they immediately all tried to get all up in his business and take all that sweet money. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. Nah. Nah. I just wonder if he's keeping it all. What's what's Aaron Rodgers doing with all that sweet dough? Well, all, all that State Farm money. Let's 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 break this down, right? Um, probably twenty percent of that money is going into like different mustache creams and oils and maintenance products, for sure. Uh, as well as like handbooks to maintaining and uh protecting your gross looking stubble that's probably 20 (laughs) percent right there um i'm trying to think Uh, yeah 40 percent is probably on like on improv classes like deadpan improv classes so that he can always be the the straight man in those state farm commercials and then, and then the rest of it is probably on like a bunch of barns. He probably owns a barn in all thirty-two like cities uh, that have NFL teams in them, and just like that's where he sleeps at night. I don't think it he... reminds him of his of Green Bay. He just has a barn in every city so that he can kind of feel like he's in green bay all the time even on the road just just sleeps in the hay bales and and you know makes friends with with the horses yeah that's really interesting mm-hmm. i i wonder if he invests it in anything do you <laughs> i'm wondering what the fuck would aaron Rodgers invest in um... like would it be oh my buzz God. killing pills yes <laughs> good have you ever like watched rogers in like interviews and stuff like that he's he's not fun no like i i like every time i see rogers in commercials or in interviews like i i keep expecting him to be so much more fun than he is he has a very winning smile right and a friendly looking face he he seems like he should be more friendly than he is, but mm-hmm. no, he just comes across as awkward all the time. Yeah, and uncomfortable. Awkward, awkward, and just yeah. Do you think it? And it's it's. Do you think it's a Marshawn Lynch thing, where like, and and he's just not as charismatic as Marshawn Lynch, so so, no one really. No, knows. I think I think it's actually might almost be the opposite problem of Marshawn Lynch, whereas Rogers is 
cares too much and is too guarded. Ah, Whereas okay. Lynch is more like the eh, who gives a shit variety. Like Marshawn Lynch well, is like, he just is himself, whereas Rogers is too afraid to be himself. So that's that's kind of what I was trying to get at. I was I was thinking if if Aaron Rodgers had the thing where he he really doesn't like crowds and is shy about like talking in front of people you know and and has like anxiety related to that i'm wondering if that if that's kind of what's going on here and i yeah so i don't think you're you're completely off base with that i i just think that because he is not a charismatic person that comes across as uh you know bad yeah also given everything else we know about him it's probably that he isn't isn't a great guy either right like that's possible that's always possible maybe his family is a wonderful loving group of people and he's just a big old selfish turd mm -hmm. i mean well here's here's the thing if it were just if it were just like his his relatives like you could say oh his his family kind of sucks and he wanted to get away whatever that's one thing then you have all the shit with Olivia Munn where, like, it was very clear that, like, she was trying to make it work and Aaron Rodgers wasn't. Um, and, you know, then that went down. Like, that's... Two things like that become a pattern, right? And and it, it seems like everyone who knows him uh, is like, yeah, he he cuts things out of his life that don't relate to football. Maybe he's just one of those, like, football autists, mm. you know? Like a Brady, mm. like a Manning who's just obsessed. Like a, yeah, like a super, super competitive, like a Kobe type. Maybe he'll be one of those people that's just no fun until he's done. That... And then he'll be, like, on tons of shows and stuff like that, and he'll actually be really enjoyable i buy that to see be like oh i buy that okay i buy that 100 you're actually okay mm -hmm. hmm. he's either gonna be that or he's gonna disappear completely but Ooh. I, I think we'll actually probably see some rogers after he retires I, I think he'll probably stay in the spotlight in some fashion i don't know i when you say that i do i it, it does make me feel like he will retreat to some log cabin somewhere and just live live a hermetic life off of the land and probably die in a week because he doesn't know how to do that he just thought it would be something he wanted to do yeah we should move on yeah i have a very important announcement for you what is that uh and it's about a team you don't like so i'm gonna put that uh, you know put that out there right now uh just so you know uh it is about the philadelphia eagles and it is Boo. so so yeah I, I need to make sure you know that uh did you hear who they signed uh two days ago mm. no uh it's a they signed a defensive back uh do you want to know what his name is his name is ironhead gallon what ironhead gallon ironhead ironhead gallon ironhead ironhead Gallon. Ironhead Gallon, 24 years old, from Madison, Florida, played for uh, Georgia Southern, 
and uh oh that's not his actual name that's his nickname De- yeah it's uh deshante ironhead gallon but i like he is th- it's a penny hardaway scenario where he goes by ironhead okay um he got the yeah so it, the nickname came from his dad uh who was a fan of the saints running back uh craig hayward nicknamed ironhead so uh uh, Gallon's father started calling him Ironhead as a kid, and then when he started playing football at Georgia Southern, all of his teammates, coaches, everyone started calling him Ironhead as well. It's kind of that's, I mean, that that's by and large his actual name. He will be playing strong safety for the Eagles and. Uh, I am just so excited. Well, he better be playing strong. Oh, yeah. With a name like Ironhead. You don't want him to be like weak side linebacker. <laughs> it's true. I I guess, yeah, I always think about this, and I've talked about it on the podcast before. You, you see all these like football names, right? And like these awesome, like strong and cool football names. And it's like... Wh- what if you made a comic about it right about like uh oh my god who was it who wanted who just wanted to dance oh whitney merciless yes yes whitney merciless who just wanted to dance like i it's there there is an anthropological study to be done about like naming a kid something and setting them up and and like what that does to their psyche like could you name a child something that would like ensure that they become a great football player or a great athlete or a a movie star or something there might be something there anyway ironhead gallon is on the philadelphia eagles and i couldn't be happier about it okay well you know who no longer has a team because he retired I'm I I'm glad I was able to introduce you to him just a few weeks ago, but sadly the era of Big Dick Decker has yep. already ended. Yep, yep, yeah, I, I did see that. I I'm kind of sad, but also at the same time I I didn't want to see him in a. Patriots he retired from the Patriots, so hooray! Yeah, yeah, that's the. He yeah. will not. He will not be helping the Patriots. Big Dick Decker decided to go home and rest his dick (laughs) what do you think he's gonna do afterwards who do you think he's gonna do afterwards it's bad it's a bad joke on the podcast terrible oh there's so many options i wonder what you could endorse when your nickname is big dick decker oh he's i mean maybe maybe he drives like the oscar meyer wiener mobile ah that's good wonder what what else could big dick decker do Uh, so if we want the boring answer i think that i mean he has the attractive face and you know (laughs) and he's white so he's gonna end up on uh, he is gonna end up on like the nfl network like one of those round table like groups that cover games right like alongside like randy moss or like trent dilfer or 
one of those like little round table deals uh that's where he is gonna end up um sooner rather than later yeah probably i mean that's again that's the boring answer right like that's that's what is gonna happen it's gonna be on one of those like four-man squads or he'll just like go home and use his big decker and just be happy with his super attractive wife Mm. i'd be great Eh, it'd be a good life he made plenty of money Mm -hmm. he's probably okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what else happened this past week decker um i wanted to talk about um the browns uh so michael kendrick had been under investigation by uh the fbi for insider trading and like i it's 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 just so perfect and so perfectly browns that you you beat in a in a very hard fought preseason game you beat the eagles and you look okay doing it you know your your second and third stringers are are looking fine the way they should uh josh gordon is back he's going to be starting week one things are looking up for the browns and then your linebacker michael kendrick who just like came to you from the eagles gets done up for insider trading and has to release a what was actually a very good apology i think like he's like yeah i did this i I wanted to be more than a football player. I knew that it was wrong, but I didn't know it was insider trading. Blah, 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 blah. This, that, and the other thing. I sincerely apologize to everyone. You deserve better. I'll work my hardest to uh, re-earn your trust and respect. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but at the same time, he... <laughs> The the state the first paragraph of the statement was I invested money with a former friend of mine who I thought I could trust and who I greatly admired. Fine, right? His background as a Harvard graduate and an employee of Goldman Sachs gave me a false sense of confidence, and it's like okay, but uh, but Goldman but they're evil though. But they're evil though. I just I don't know. I I just like this is like so perfectly browns because it's not anything that hurt anybody right but at the same time well well, like what is that do you know the nfl policy on fucking insider trading is michael kendrick's gonna be allowed to play while like if there's a court case while that goes on i have no idea i don't think we've ever had a situation where a player's been in a position for such a white collar crime as insider trading. Yeah. Like yeah. When, when football players get in trouble, they get in trouble for DUI. They get in trouble for beating up their girlfriends. Mm-hmm. They get in trouble for like violence. They don't, they don't get in trouble for white collar greed. I'm just like, it doesn't seem, <laughs> I, I get the, the statement makes it clear that like, it wasn't, he didn't, I, the thing that gets me about this, right, is how does an NFL player have fucking time to do an insider trading? And I guess this explains it. You gotta you you have a quote unquote friend who is a quote unquote 
financial advisor who tells you to do something and you listen to him because you invest in my restaurant bro like we've been friends since we were kids invest in my restaurant mm-hmm. and it'll it'll do really well just just give me a small loan of a couple mil and mm-hmm. i promise i'll pay you back you know and you'll yeah. be like co-owner actually i'll just sign everything in your name and i'll <laughs> you you just be the front and like you know and i'll i'll just i got connections man like that that kind of financial advisor mm-hmm. Uh, I just it's it's very Browns. It's very Browns. Um, that is very Browns. I'm still sticking to to my opinion that you know they're gonna be better this year. I I, I don't know. I'm and this is this is mostly this again become, again better is more than zero wins. Yeah. So I can't. So I can't. The lowest of bars. The lowest of bars. <laughs> like like if you're going into Vegas, like that's. That's one of the best bets you could make is that the Browns will win more games than last year. <laughs> I'm. Uh, it has changed from like me rooting for the like the underdog to me just like I want Josh Gordon to have a really good year. I really, really do. I like one. I I fucking hate uh, drug r- rules in the NFL. So like that, that kind of sucks that he, you know, he got locked out of the NFL for so long for that. But it's also pretty clear that like he, I mean, you can't get addicted to weed, but you can have an addictive personality and you can have a compulsion to use it. Um, And it's obvious that he has really, really tried hard in a very healthy way to be better right i yeah. I, I don't know he I seems just... like he's he's really he, he he hit whatever his rock bottom was and he's doing a real good job of trying to bring himself back up i, I was just so i don't know stunned when i heard so i heard the news of like oh like josh gordon is not at practice he's he has like taken a leave of absence from the team and the first news was like, oh shit, oh shit, is he, is he back? Like, is it, is, is it happening again? And when I heard that it was like, no, he was taking preventative measures for his own mental health and like being honest with himself about where his mental state was and where it needed to be to actually start playing football again. I was super, super impressed because I can't remember anything like that happening ever. Like, I can't ever remember someone taking a leave of absence from this sport or any sport to, like, get your mind right and be be as uh, mentally healthy as you are physically healthy. So, I, I don't know. I just, like, that is that is something that I thought took a lot of guts and i i just i would really like to see it pay off for him right this story is a lot less interesting if he's just mediocre this year yeah very very much so mm-hmm. hmm what else happened let's see uh brett hundley is now a seattle seahawk oh god yeah uh, yeah yeah seahawks traded 
the Packers for Brett Hundley, which means Deshaun Kaiser is now Aaron Rodgers' backup. Oh my which God. means we may we have a reasonably decent chance of seeing Deshaun Kaiser not under Hugh Jackson this year. Uh-huh. On the Packers. So that's that's a thing. That's a reasonable thing. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I just uh, right now, what what right else now, right. has gone on um oh there was the depressing news for travis frederick i'm not sure if you saw Uh, what he's dealing with did you see it no i didn't uh travis frederick the the very good center for the dallas cowboys was diagnosed with julian bear syndrome oh oh guillaume barre I, I actually, yeah. Is that I, how you pronounce it? Wow, I so, do not so know it's, how to it's say funny, that. It's funny that you say that because even though I, so I saw rare disease. Uh, Guillain-Barre, it's, it's pretty serious. Um, I know this because uh, my dad had it uh, and he made a full recovery. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, it's crazy that, it's crazy that, um, that he had it. But from what I saw... Uh, before I saw the actual, like, uh, disease, isn't the, well, you should tell me what the prognosis is, because what I, what I saw was, was good news and that might be outdated, so. Uh, I, all I saw was he's just gonna have to deal with it. There's, they're, they're probably, he's probably gonna miss this season, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. So, that's. I think that's all I've been, all I've seen. I haven't really kept up with it. I just saw that he was diagnosed with it. How do you pronounce it again? Guillaume, Guillaume Barre. Guillaume Barre. Guillaume. It's very French. Guillaume Barre. It is, it is a, it is an incredibly debilitating disease with a name that makes it sound like a very fancy cocktail bar. (laughs) Sam. Mm-hmm. We've made it through this whole week, and yes, we I think officially we only have one more episode before football starts back up again. Yeah, we somehow made it through the off season and the preseason. So, hmm, I'm. I guess we got our final final games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just the uh, the fourth string fighter. So tune in if you like watching people try their damnedest to make it one single play that'll keep them on the team uh watch this week to see who gets cut there's always some surprise cuts that we're interested in seeing the ones that I, of... I had seen um i had actually seen an interesting thing there are a lot of like big names on the uh on the bubble this year uh let me i'm trying to to see uh oh oh and hey breaking news uh, the Browns just released Michael Kendricks while we were recording. <laughs> so, so that's that's fun. <laughs> that's really so the, the fun. question. The question is: Did they let another team know that they were going to do that before oh, they did? Oh no! You've done it. You've you've done it. Um, uh, okay, so players on the bubble. Uh, uh, I I saw Geno Smith was on the bubble. Uh, oh, jeez, I can't I can't find this article anymore. Uh, I don't know where it was, but they. Um, oh yeah, here we go. I found it. Uh, Cardell Jones, Geno Smith, Amir Abdullah, Paxton Lynch uh, might be cut just because he was that bad. 
uh, Brashad Perryman, uh, Mike Gillisley. Uh, there, are, there are a bunch of folks like people are kind of stacked this year. So, yeah, we'll see. It might be actually interesting. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the end of this week's show. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've hit the end. Unless there's something you wanted to mention at the end here, Sam. I, I wanted to mention where you can follow me on all the social meteors. All the social meteors? Yeah, they go across the sky and they talk to each other and it's cool. There's one called Instagram and you can follow me there at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. And it's also the same one on Twitch. And then on Twitter, you can follow me at Sam Grezeses, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S. Es, es, and oh, uh, he, Dave did just remind me that I have to do ads. I totally forgot. <laughs> I've been trying to, to like that. poke you for like ten oh, minutes. Oh no! Let me just pull up uh, my handy dandy ad read sheet. Oh, you're you're pulling back the curtain on what we do. Yeah, we're not I, um, we're not just straight up coming up with these words straight off the bat. No, it's 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 not. And um, suddenly my tabs are all gone, so I can't find the ads. Hey, why don't you do a bit of a sign off real quick and maybe do? Oh, hey, I know I found it. I'm I I was vamping so long that I found it. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. If if you got this far, uh. Our sponsor this week, our first sponsor is Lyft. You know them, you love them. They launched the original concept of rideshare back in 2012. Um, you can tip your drivers on Lyft. You can't do that on Uber uh, or other um, uh, rideshare services. I really like Lyft. Lyft Pool is super, super, uh, super nice and convenient and cheap if you don't want a, a full Lyft. And I've noticed recently that the routing has gotten a whole lot better, like in the past three months for, for Lyft's line. Uh, so, you know, maybe give that a shot. And hey, if you use the promo code SCAVLIFT, S-C-A-V-L-Y-F-T, you'll get five bucks off your first ride for passengers. And if you want to try your hand at driving, you'll be able to earn up to an extra $375 in your first 30 days. Lyft. Riding is the new driving our next sponsor this week is nectar now there are a lot of like uh internet based mattress uh companies out there but nectar makes the most comfortable of them uh they sell the nectar mattress directly to you so they cut out middlemen and markups meaning you'll enjoy the best mattress at a much better price Unlike the competition, Nectar is actually designed for every single type of sleeper. I am a stomach sleeper, uh, and not many. So am I. We're like apparently there's just there's just like six percent of us, right? We there yeah. are like very few stomach sleepers. So Nectar can cater to that. Thousands of Nectar customers and over twenty mattress review sites think uh, Nectar is the most comfortable mattress you can purchase. And hey. They'll set up your nectar for you, which, you know, that's that's fine. Usually that's pretty easy. You can do it yourself. The bigger thing is nectar will remove your old mattress. Holy dang, that's a game changer. Uh, they also have a full refund policy if you don't agree. Uh, they, you can sleep on it for a full year and see if it's right for you. 
Uh, they'll remove the mattress from your home and refund your payment 100%. They'll do all that for you. Uh, it is Their trial is three times longer than any other on the market. And, uh, you know, not for nothing, but fewer than 3% of their customers you can take $100 off the purchase of your mattress if you go to bit.ly slash scavsleep. That's bit.ly slash S-C-A-V-S-L-E-E-P and uh, sleep better. No, one, no wonder everybody wants a nectar sleep mattress. So, hey, that's the ads that I forgot to do. Dang. All right. And now I get to come in and basically be that section of the sitcom that happens after the show was basically over and then there's the short commercial break uh-huh. and then it comes back and they're playing the credits like over like a final joke scene that lasts two minutes and isn't particularly funny. Anyway, I'm Draw Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Draw Play Dave, on Facebook at the Draw Play Comic, on Instagram, on Patreon, and of course on the DrawPlay.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, please tweet me with the weirdest things that you love to smell and eat as a child and we'll all be grossed out together and we'll see you next week.